Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to 15 Minute U. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Doe? We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15 minutes. Get you ready for that water cooler. Folks, before we get going, a quick announcement. We got some big news, people. Big news! Matt and I were contacted by the good people over at Athletes Guide, and they asked us, would you gentlemen mind hosting a podcast for us? And we said, of course. Who can't get enough of Matt and Evan? Because we certainly cannot. No one can. No one can. Certainly not our girlfriends. (laughs) So, Athletes Guide... Uh, brings a unique perspective to the podcast world, and they bring the perspective of what is it like to be in the mindset of an athlete going from high school to college and dreaming beyond and beyond. And the voice in the platform that Athletes Guide wants to share is one from an athlete for athletes. So our focus is going to be to reach out to as many different perspectives as we can of former athletes to kind of share what they've seen and shape the lenses of the future generation of both high school and college athletics. There's already one episode live. We interviewed former South Carolina quarterback Perry Orth. We have a tentative interview set with former Michigan State linebacker Darian Harris. Very exciting stuff, folks. You can If you just search Athletes Guide in your podcast app, you'll be able to find it. Hit subscribe. It'll be great. With that said, Matt, let's get into this week of college football. Last week on the pod, we predicted a bit of a snoozer, and it was. Exhibit A, the entire top nine stayed the same. (laughs) Outside of that, Matt, big movers and shakers, we have Oklahoma State dropping eight spots to number 18 after losing to Kansas State, and Michigan State, or excuse me, and Michigan dropped out of the rankings after losing to Wisconsin and Camp Randall. We have three additions to the party, Matthew. They are Northwestern. They are now number 23. They crushed Minnesota 39 to nothing. Virginia Tech is now number 24. They bested Pitt 14 to 20. And Boise State handled the Air Force Academy 19 to 44. Boise State is now 25. Matt, anyone in the top 25 you would like to send on a beer run? I am less impressed with Minnesota than I am more impressed with Northwestern. I don't know how you explain UCF being 13. I, I I don't get it. They put up numbers every single week. As you noted before that we started this pod, the fewest points they've scored in a game this season is 33. I get they play a soft schedule. I think it was 31. They've done work, though. They, they have. They, they've absolutely done work. You put up 45 on Temple. They're given cupcakes, and they, de- they demolish cupcakes. And we have some soft teams. TCU has a lot of injury problems. I, I, I'm not a big USC fan. I'm not a big Notre Dame fan this season. I think we've seen a lot of inconsistencies around them. I think those games are competitive. And so right now, being inside the top 15, UCF is going to get a uh, New Year's Six Bowl game. They just got to keep on winning. I'm on the night train. I agree with the like your point about yes they have cupcakes it's not really up to them with the the coach and the players like what conference they're in they are destroying these teams that is a positive my only thought i don't necessarily agree with this argument my only thought is they've had two games canceled we talk about undefeated being 
difficult. Part of that is it's a long season. It's a grind. So they do have an additional bye week. I don't know if I necessarily buy that. Do I think maybe they should be number 10 instead of TCU? I'd buy that for a buck. I'd buy that for a buck. Uh, General reactions on the week again. Bit of a snoozer. Um, The Big 12 did get sorted out. We had West Virginia going down after their quarterback, Billy Greer, had a pretty nasty uh, finger injury. Looked like he broke his finger on his throwing arm. He goes out, and they end up losing to Texas 28-14. And then Oklahoma State, I guess, decided they didn't want to play in the Big 12 championship game. And at one point, they were down 42-13 to in the third quarter. And then they were like, oh, wait, JK, 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 we want to play. They brought it back to 40 to 45 but then they ended mm-hmm. up losing um so that means the big 12 championship game 99 percent chance is going to be oklahoma versus tcu there's a slight chance iowa state could slide in there but they would need texas oklahoma state and tcu to all lose on saturday i don't think that's going to happen so miami's d forced three turnovers but still gave up 28 to virginia uh, i mean i still think they're a very good team they didn't look as unstoppable as they did last week. I'll tell you that much. I don't know how nervous Hurricanes fans should be, but I saw I saw the Miami and Virginia game differently than you. I, I saw that as a, a real trap game for the Hurricanes. You have a Virginia team that was six and four coming in. They were three and three in the conference. Big emotional home field win against Notre Dame. You know which they were able to win, to bring in. We've seen other teams falter, and uh, meaning like. Ohio State, big win against Penn State. What happens next week? Get drilled at Iowa. Drilled. Drilled, drilled, drilled. Sparty also takes down Penn State. What happens the next week? Similar hangover where they can't close. So I know that it was closer than what the Vegas spread put it at, but I was impressed that Miami can hang on. It's very, very difficult to be undefeated in college football no matter what your schedule is. Miami plays in a Power 5 conference, and they're still undefeated. Like, Great, great win. One I agree. I was, and we said last week, adversity is good for undefeated teams going forward. I do think they'll so build from this. It. They look beatable, though. They, there, any, a, any, any team is beatable. According to you, except for Alabama. But Oh, I, I would we, die by that. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only other like minor reaction on the rankings, how has Virginia Tech come in at 24 and Michigan's dropped out? I just – your losses are like qual, quote-unquote quality losses, Clemson, Miami – Georgia Tech, not a quality loss, 28-22. Your non-conference schedule, though, was West Virginia, Delaware, and Eastern Carolina, and then Old Dominion. That was your first four games. Matt, one interesting little nugget of information over the weekend. Florida State has a walk-on wide receiver by the name of Justin Motlow. He caught a touchdown pass this weekend and actually became the first member of the Seminole American Indian tribe to score a touchdown for the Florida State Seminoles. Props. Wow. That's awesome. Interesting. Matt, tonight, the FCS playoff FCS. bracket mm-hmm. came out tonight. Now, mm-hmm. we don't talk much about the FCS, but I recommend everyone at least keep it in their periphery. It's, it's very interesting. They play some great Preach. football down there. Uh, we're not going to go through the entire bracket. I'll just read off the one through four seeds. So at number one, we have James Madison. Number two, we have North Dakota State. I don't think any surprise there, especially considering what they did last season and this season. Number three, we have Jacksonville State. And number four is Central Arkansas University. A team I want to point out left out in the cold, Austin P. the governors. They, the governors. Did, go, they did go eight and four. However... They scheduled four SBS teams. 
Most in the FCS. Only one FCS out-of-conference game. Again, 8-4 and four overall, 8-1 and one in the FCS. But here's what really is getting in my craw, as they say. The chairman of the FCS selection committee said on ESPN that the losses to FBS opponents did not give the committee enough opportunities to see them against FCS opponents, and that was a factor in the decision. I, I'm outraged, man. I'm Dude. I'm outraged. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's pick it. I, I don't know where you pick at these things, but but I, I, I'll go if you'll go. Any thoughts on the, the bracket outside of our outrage? You know, FBS, watch out. This is how some other people do it, where they invite more teams to the playoffs. Something to Something marinate to on for a while. There are 24 total teams selected for the FCS playoffs. Uh, there are eight teams that get a bye week in the first round of the playoffs. They will play December 2nd. 16 teams will play this weekend for a chance to move on to the second round. I think overall landscape, you have the defending champions, James Madison, coming in with the number one seed. Perennial FCS powerhouse. Uh, North Dakota State comes in with the two seed. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed that our Fighting Penguins did not make the playoff bracket, Sad. but then... Their best games, unfortunately, like are to a T quality losses. They took Pitt. Okay, can we say this is the same team that Virginia Tech just beat to get put into the rankings? Good text at number twenty-four. So YSU takes Pitt to overtime, overtime, and loses twenty-eight twenty-one. Sick win by Virginia Tech last weekend, and then North Dakota State. That, that's a power. That's a team that's won five SCS national titles. Also, YSU took to the uh, overtime. They went down 27-24 to the Bison. Now, if you look at the record, though, YSU lost every game in September, uh, including they, getting getting blanked by Illinois State 35-0. to That's just not enough. I think it. the Illinois State one is the real nail in the coffin. But you have to say, I, if I'm not mistaken, YSU played every FCS team that – is centered in the Dakotas, and the yes. Dakotas are very good at FCS football. They played South Dakota, they played South Dakota State, and they played North Dakota. All those teams are in the playoff. Agree and agree. Now, why she lost all those <laughs> games, so that's not a big selling point. Hey, go Penguins, though. So, Evan, can we talk about Baker Mayfield? We can. I was watching some coverage on uh, the Dark Lord Network this morning, and... I think he's getting some unfair press. I I don't think he should have had to apologize for his actions in the Kansas game yesterday. Would you like to explain what he did to the grabbed his crotch, he probably used that for it, he pointed at them, screamed and yelled, like I shouted was... to the fans. Stick to basketball. Did the fans just sit there patiently during the game and like kind of just watch or were they hurling stuff at Baker? No, I mean you're right. You're right. So he goes out to start the game, they're gonna do the coin toss. He walks over with his hand out and they stand there like they're the you with their hands to their sides don't shake hands yo dudes yo dudes um you guys are one in ten this year who are you not to shake hands with baker mayfield i hope he ran up the score on you and then i hope he grabbed his crotch and then i hope he pointed at you you wanted to be like the big dude on campus not shaking hands then you better take it when he talks trash and he's not going to apologize about it you you can't get both you can't be like no we're not shaking hands wait you were so mean to us and our fans like give me a break dude come at the king dude he's going to come he's going to swing back 
I think the phrase is, you come at the king, you better not miss. But oh, I don't disagree. Yes, the, the Kansas fans <laughs> were being petulant. The Kansas players were being petulant. Yes, yes, agreed, agreed, agreed. But I'm just – I'm not riding with the reasoning of like, well, they were really mean to Baker, so Baker can be mean to them. I, I'm not I'm not riding on that. Baker, be mature. Like just call me old-fashioned, Matt, but I just prefer you to run up the score and, you know, hang half a hundred on them and you walk off the field and, you know, maybe you shake their hand at the end of the game and say, hey, great game, fellas, with a nice little wink in a real condescending manner. But that's just me. I tried to shake your hand and you said no. Like, okay, you asked for the wrath. And I brought it and here it is. And I don't apologize for it. Baker, you don't have to apologize for today. That was ridiculous. Your next favorite topic, Evan. We are over the official average of midseason coaching firings. Remind me what that average is again and how many are we at right now? I can't tell you the exact tenths. I can tell you it's somewhere between two and three. And I can tell you we're currently at 3.0 which is more than two-point whatever the average is. So 2017 is going to go down as a year that increased the average. Got to love it. Jim Mora, sadly, given his walking papers on his 56th birthday today. That's that's the rough part, man, (laughs) on your birthday. That was shade. Like, they didn't know last year to fire him. Because actually, given how bad UCLA is, I thought they played USC competitively. If you think USC is good, I'm not one of those people. But I know that some people out there, maybe the UCLA athletic department does. UCLA's. I think UCLA is bad. Like, forget the USC part. I think UCLA is so bad that I was like, oh, that's not a bad I thought that was score for them. I was like, oh, that's respectable. Good job. Yeah. And they were you know, like, he's no. the third US- UCLA coach to be fired after playing USC. I don't. So maybe I need to recalibrate my midseason coaching things with a rule for UCLA, an exemption for UCLA. I did hear the reason they fired him, though, is because Florida's getting aggressive with Chip Kelly, and they want to make a move on Chip Kelly before he signs with someone else. I would say That's slight extenuating I circumstance. I don't think Chip Kelly's terrible in that position. No, I don't think it's so. It's West Coast. It's college. It can't be worse than he was at the 49ers. So last coaching comment. LSU, Tennessee, final score, 30-10. to 10. Headsets helped or hurt Brady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, just I want to point out, this is why I don't think midseason coaching changes are helpful unless there's off-the-field issues. I don't like Brady Hoke didn't help that team at all. I don't think he necessarily hurt that team. Sorry, Coach Hoke. Like, I do really think you're a great guy, and I think you're a great defensive line coach. I don't think you're head coach. And I don't think Tennessee helped themselves by firing Butch Jones at all. The weather was insane in that game. I want to point that out, too. Did you see Orgeron's end-of-halftime interview in the tunnel in pouring rain? No. Everyone look it up. It was great. Matt, real quickly, because we are way over time, I have one fat head for you. Okay, what do you got? Braylon Edwards, former Michigan wide receiver, former Browns wide receiver, former Jets wide receiver. I'm probably missing some teams now. Analyst, I think, with like a local Detroit channel. Okay. In response to John O'Corn being inserted into the Wisconsin game after Brandon Peters being injured. Tweets, WTF approved his scholarship and transfer. Who the blank approved his scholarship and transfer? Later tries to say he's just an analyst, and he was making that comment as an analyst. To me, that's just rude and not analytical at all. Give me your five-second response. It's unfortunately not professional. Uh, Braylon's got a lot of emotion. 
really good Wolverine, put down a lot of great moments for the uh for the program, but you can't do that. Can't do it. Everybody gets emotion everybody gets emotional and everybody gets upset. I get that. And like you just gotta say, Hey, I made a mistake. You're right. That was unprofessional shit. Agreed. I, I'd accept Agreed. that. You can have your opinions. Totally fine. You can even tweet about them. But don't hide behind the fact that you're an analyst with that spicy hot take. Agree. Agreed. 100%. Thank you so much for tuning in, folks. It's been another week of 15-Minute You. Let us know how the discussion goes at the water cooler tomorrow morning. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcast app, Google Play, or wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And then while you're doing that, make sure you're telling your friends to also do that too. We'd Please. really appreciate that. Once you get the scoop from the water cooler, share it with us on Facebook at 15 Minute You and on Twitter at 15 Minute You and Evan underscore 15 Menu. If you're kind of bored and you need like a mid workday break. Who doesn't need those? Uh, not, even, not even if you're bored, before you get bored. What you should do is subscribe to 15 Minute You. Then right after that, scroll down to the Athlete's Guide because like we said before, can never get enough of Matt. Certainly can't. Thank you. Remember, folks, don't pick them like my brother. Don't pick them like my brother. The Penguins, man. Sad. Yeah, they dug their own Yeah, what are you going to do? Can't win it every year. No.